Hi, this is Marsha, and you're listening to Marsha and her mic. That's the new name of this podcast, by the way. And I'm so happy that you've decided to drop by. Today, I'm going to touch on the topic of bullying, and in the same vein, being a social outcast. They they stick together. So, I hope. That my research discoveries and stories will be able to engage you, and maybe spur you on to take some positive action to better yourself and the world, if possible. It's a very high bar, but、uh, not impossible. So please stay tuned and have a listen. And、uh, whatever you take away from it, you implement it and help make the world a better place. Stay tuned. Well, I'm going to start today with a quote、um, by Richard Bach.、Uh, There is no such thing as a problem without a gift for you in the hands. You seek problems because you need their gifts. I find that totally true. Well, I'll start off with two things: one being fear, and the other being an outcast. To make things perfectly clear. I've never been until recently an outcast in any way at all. I was a social butterfly who mingled with whoever I wanted and outcast those who I thought sh- didn't share my views of the world. You know, so I was one of those. But recently, I saw a question popping up in my timeline, and it asked everyone about whether some people were destined to be outcast. That's a very serious issue, and I think that's a very serious question. And、uh, I'm going to attempt to. I did some research on my own to see if there were actually any personality types that fit the the, the mold of you know being an outcast. Well, this person wanted to know if there was a way to break out of that fitted mold of being just that one person nobody wants to connect with ever. This made the person feel fearful every single day. Every time he or she wanted to do something different to change his or her circumstances, fear held him back. First, I'll make it very clear that being an outcast is not your fault. Nobody is born an outcast, and this is just based on my discoveries. You know, the stuff that I've read and. You know, analyzed. I have a very simple answer, and and I've derived at the fact that nobody is born an outcast because, as of 2017, there are 7.53 billion people living all around the world. They have different personalities, live completely different lives, go through difficult circumstances, and embrace different cultures. It simply doesn't sit well with me when one person out of everyone on this planet is deemed an outcast. Everyone's born different, and that is a given. That's why psychologists, neuro- neurotherapists, and mindful e- mindfulness experts spend considerable amounts of their time hunkering down on the many different types of personalities in the world. What makes each and every one of us different, and why are some destined, so to speak, you know, 
uh, to be outcast. Well, Rick Hansen um, of I'm just looking up the book right now. <laughs> pardon, pardon me. Excuse me. Uh, oh, okay, Rick Hansen of Grow the Good That Last of uh, of the World. Uh, I think you can get uh, his book from Amazon or RickHansen.net. He expounded the fact that people can actually give people power over the brains and thought patterns. In his book, which is entitled Resilient, How to Grow an Unshakable Core of Calm, Strength and Happiness, breaks things down into things we can tackle on and disarming destructive behavior once and for all. Now, what I found interesting was the fact that he mentions the fact that fear arises when there is a threat, which is true. Sometimes the threat is real. Many times the fear simply appear, appears larger than it really is because there is lack of resources. As simple as that, right? It's not because the, the fear or the threat is actually bigger than what we think it is, but it just simply appears so because there is a lack of resources. In such instances, in my personal opinion, we have a few options. Well, we can retreat, we can stand still, or we can find resources to help you. Resources, however, often seem smaller than the threat itself. Very true. And naturally so, unfortunately so, <laughs> compared to a threat which is in abundance and pounces on us with more ferocity than we can ever imagine. Resources are often small, silent, and hard, hard to come by. Okay, try asking your mother to babysit your kid the next time and you'll see what I mean. Well, nobody is destined to destined or to be an outcast, not by choice anyway. But one thing's for sure, people who are deemed or feel like outcasts are often singled out by a group of peers who paste the badge of being different onto that person's forehead so that everyone else can see, for the world to see if possible. This is a herd mentality that we battle no matter where we are in the world. It can happen anywhere, you know, you could be in, in America, Australia, Malaysia, India, China, wherever, it, it's the same, it's human nature. But fear can also arise when we are outnumbered and feel like we don't have backup, family or friends. And this is a real situation, I feel. People who have a good, healthy support system rarely seem... Uh, rarely feel fear in its deepest form and the sad part of it, of it of this all of this is that it's hard, it's a hard situation to wriggle yourself out of we know at some point in time that it could be irrational it's not necessarily real we can't fight back or we can find others of like mind to back us up so that that we feel we we're not alone in this situation because when you're outcasted, outcasted or you know singled out as the person with a weird personality, it, it kind of makes you feel really alone. 
and it's a re it's a hard emotion or situation to let go of or to get out from this is for the benefit of those who deal with the fear of being an outcast whether at home in an office or in a group uh, of friends to feel safer it is recommended that we decrease fear and increase resources the first part is a tough cookie to crack your teeth into but the latter completely possible if we put fear aside even if it's for a few minutes hours days or weeks we might find the courage enough to seek out resources and form a support system we need to open our eyes to the right people organization group community or company they're out there believe me you know uh, it might seem like such a gray area but they're out there there are individuals out there looking harder and to be proactive in finding people with social personality types their dedicated leaders who often lend a helping hand are humanistic responsible and supportive and these are the kind of people you really want to be in your team instead of using physical or verbal toughness these people tend to use feelings encouraging words and ideas to strengthen bonds uphold justice are patient and supportive people with social personalities enjoy uh, closeness sharing forming groups have positive activities every day and they like being in charge of it all they have a super hero level of em empathy and uh, sensitivity to emotional and physical ones pick one worry at a time as i did my research on this topic which is so intriguing to me really i found out that it is possible to pick one worry at a time because this is not something that i do constantly uh, because as a woman uh, uh, okay that sexism aside but this is something that i do um i worry about a ton of things all at the same time it could be like within seconds you know i could be worrying about cooking dinner one second and a millisecond later i'm, I'm worrying about you know a deadline for work you know so instead of feeling overwhelmed all the time with the weight of the world on on your shoulders you can actually pick one worry of yours the biggest one of them all and put all your thoughts emotions and focus on them it could be anything from kids health finances businesses family conflict with friends and, and being bullied based on research it was found that people who are overwhelmed by fear and being an outcast tend to reduce risk and resources that's counterproductive instead of stepping up they step down if they're afraid of public speaking they vow never to be anywhere near a stage ever again if they fear being rejected by their loved ones it will be extremely difficult for them to ever find love again i also found a very useful advice online which is to size up the fear of being an outcast and get really serious about pinpointing these little things okay number 1 when did it happen number 2 who did it happen with number 3 where does it often happen and number 4 which part of your life is it affecting narrowing down the nitty gritty details of when how why and what of you being labeled as an outcast 
um, you'll be in a better position to see it in a clear, clearer light. You know, you have a big, you can see the bigger picture, and you see like the when and why and how, and then, and then you have like, oh, okay, this happens when, you know, I'm in school, or oh, this happens when I say this. You know, your answers will find a doorway to come to you. Many people assume that only teenagers or young adults feel the true damage of being an outcast. But for, from experience, this cannot be further from the truth. I've personally felt more alone in a crowd than when I was really alone in my room or home. Like now. <laughs> it's devastating. But, you know, according to Waikihau, one of the best ways to combat being outcasted and the fear that ensues is to talk to someone you trust. Well, this can be a double-edged sword, but choose carefully. That's my advice. Most of the time, it's your best friend, your family, a group of like-minded people, and in this modern day and age, an online forum or, you know, a blog, Facebook, social media, whoever you can connect with. You'll be surprised with how many people who are ready to either bash you or help you, and you're looking for the second type of person. You can also email or consult with psychologists through the internet or apps for a listening ear and for an understanding heart. You can even call a hotline, you know, doesn't matter. I've, I've done it myself, you know, and it's really nothing to be ashamed of. Do it. That's my advice. Well, feeling like you've been heard or understood will lift you out of that groom. gloom. Gloom. Wow. Sorry. You can also look outside of the current situation and decide for yourself that it is not an end-all and be-all. That's the last thing that you want to do, okay? The bullies are not the only people in the world. With a positive mindset, open yourself up and cast a wider net. If you're interested in drama or sports, get involved. Putting yourself in different settings will expose you to different types of people who are less judgmental and share your values and interests. And when you find such people, volunteer to do some work and make time to contribute towards a larger cause. We can break out of it carefully. The writer of um, How to Grow an Unshakable Core of Calm, Strength and Happiness, Rick Hansen, believes that fear is something we can totally tackle head-on, disarming the destructive emotion once and for all. Like once and for all. I've not, I've not done it myself, but that's what Rick Hansen says. And another person I'd like to refer you to is actually Lewis Holmes. Uh, L-E-W-I-S-H-O-W-E-S on Instagram. And he posted this and it really resonated with me because he seemed like the kind of confident guy who had a picture-perfect childhood. But this was what he had to say and it, and it really surprised me. So I'm going to quote now. Growing up, I didn't have any friends. In fact, at seven years old, I paid two kids to let me be in their club so they would hang out with me. Sad but true story. Kids don't know any better, but they told me I was ugly, stupid, my teeth were messed up, still are. Girls <laughs> wouldn't talk to me. I didn't wear cool clothes or had a good haircut. They called me Dumbo for my ears and no one wanted to be my friend. 
It was years of feeling alone, inner suffering, and beating myself up, saying even worse things to myself. Then I decided enough was enough, and I was sick and tired of feeling that way, so I started to change my inner critic into an inner strength coach. And even when others made fun of me, I said I would one day become so much more than, than the labels they put on me. Never let someone else define who you are. Listen to those who you respect and admire for coaching and feedback and never be so hard on yourself. You've got to learn to be your biggest cheerleader, not your own critic. Well, that's pretty darn good advice. Today, Louis David Hose is an American author, an entrepreneur, and a former professional arena league football player. He hosts The School of Greatness, a talk show distributed on a podcast. The better way to do it is to decrease the importance of fear of being an outcast. Instead, play up the resources and abundance of support you might find out there other than those who were so keen on being a part of, you know, the bullying. There are also three simple things you can ask yourself when you feel your back is up against the wall. Number one, how big is the problem? Is it surmountable? If yes, how? Who, number two, who is out there aside from these people you're constantly trying to win over? Number three, how likely is it going to happen again if you change your course? Number four, what do you think will happen if you start being happy with other people who are within your league, so to speak? Okay, it's a figure of speech. Number five, rate your discomfort every day on a scale of one to ten. How do you feel today? What did you do to make it better or worse? As adults, we've probably faced so many obstacles and been on the receiving end of negative news that we have better internal shock absorbers. Kids don't. So as parents or relatives of kids or teenagers, you, you know, are facing the same kind of situation, I strongly urge you to talk to and empower them. Being an outcast can happen to anyone at any age though. So we need to remind ourselves too, the same thing from time to time. Well, that was the end of it and I sincerely hope that you had some takeaways from this podcast and are able to apply it to your everyday lives. Remember one thing, the people who are outcasting you could be doing it because of their own fears and insecurities. So even if you're a full-grown adult, the cruelty of being rejected, ostracized, excluded, battered, bullied, bloodshed, bloodied, oh my god, for god forbid, and bruised emotionally or physically, no one is born to be an outcast. And if you feel strongly enough about this, there's something you can do about it, and that is to be an example of inclusion. Not exclusion, but inclusion. Show people, despite their negativity towards you, that love is always stronger. Just like a child born into an unfortunate circumstance, it wasn't a chosen one. And if we are bigger than that and include them, you might start empower, empowering other people who are experiencing the same pain to take, 
charge and change their lives too. Thank you for listening so far. So that was it. That's the wrap up. And I would like to thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for list for spending the time and listening to me and what I have to say about the topic of breaking out of the outcast mold. It is very possible. And uh, if you're interested in following me, I'm my the my the the link to my website is actually on the my profile page for the, this podcast. Um, I have an Instagram account. I have a, I have Twitter. I have Facebook, and you can connect with me or send me a message anytime you want. And emails are absolutely welcome. So I hope to hear from you soon. Bye bye.